Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 75 of Two Left Thumbs, your source of weekly gaming news and updates. In this week's episode, we will be talking about PlayStation finally, finally releasing some information on the PlayStation 5, GameStop being total fucking scumbags, and the story of what happened to Half-Life 3. We also have all the best weekly deals from a range of publishers across all gaming platforms. I'm Deft Puppies, join me as always, it's Crazy Gamer, my man, how are ya? Good, man. I'm good. How are you in this fine, isolated COVID-19 world that we're in at the moment? Dude, it's a struggle, hey? I mean, um, yeah. <laughs> um, does it, it doesn't feel like a... Does it, it, it sort of feels like a video game. It does, right? Like, this is like how the Something. Division started, right? They had, like, some disease that wiped out New York. They quarantined it. And everyone... This is the Division. Yeah, and we're all activating I mean, our agents. We're ready to go. It's just plague. I mean, it's Division, essentially. <laughs> um <laughs> but i mean yeah I'm, I'm good i mean i um like most of my fellow hospitalians have uh lost their positions as the shutdowns happened so i mm-hmm. have um from this week on a lot more time for video games for an indefinite amount of time which is great <laughs> <laughs> what a perfect opportunity for the podcast know, right? perfect <laughs> absolutely we're gonna jump on those opportunities and make the most of it right um, that you do that how, you do. How how's how have things been up your end? You're a little more normally isolated than the rest of us. How are things? Mm, yeah, no, up here it's not that different to what it is, uh, what it was before. Um, <laughs> in the NT, there's uh, I think there's like five something cases up here, reported cases up here anyway, and we we are very remote where we are at the moment, so it's kind of business as usual, pretty much. Nice um, with the uh, everyone's obviously taking a lot more precautions and trying to isolate and stay at home and keep away from certain things but yeah, other than that it's not that different up here i can only imagine what it's like in brisbane oh mate that. i was um i was in like so i, I work in what's known as the valley which is a, a one of the kind of main three main hubs in brisbane and i was there um for my final day of work on monday and it was a ghost town absolute ghost town there was like a few police in the streets a handful of people walking down the Saturday night before, which is like the Valley's biggest night. It's like party central. It's packed full of drunk idiots and you cannot move through this mall. It was practically empty. It was like a Thursday or Wednesday night. It was, it insane, was eh? really bizarre, man. Insane. Um, Can you imagine when, when the day comes when they turn it all back on? It's, it's going to be interesting. Like if this happens, I mean, I know this is totally podcast unrelated, but I mean, it's affecting all of us anyway. So, um, but it depends on how long this goes for because it could totally crash everything when it boots back up. Like people aren't going to know how to function normally um, for quite a while, and it's going to be it's going to be an adjustment. I mean, have you seen the content that's been gonna, coming out on like go, Twitter and TikTok and shit? I'm just going to go straight to the pub and like, what do I order again? Give me eighteen thousand of these. It's going to be insane. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Um, getting back up and running, especially if I have to go back to work after time off, because this is the first time off I've actually had like long time off. I've had for like twenty years, nearly like nineteen, eighteen years. I think I've been working. I've never really taken any time off, so this is this is the whole new world for me. I've no, it's all this productivity. I'm just like, what? Thank, what? what? Thank Christ for video games. Otherwise, exactly, you'd be, you'd be exactly. a lunatic. Oh, absolutely. Well, sp- speaking of games, what what are you what are you getting into? What am I getting into at the moment? Just... So, I've only had a day or so. Like this is my first kind of day off. Um, but this week I played some more Ori. I'm about halfway through that now. I'm just past the well. Um, we with that big where you oh, yep. escape. Yep. So I'm I'm there. Sorry, I just want I don't want to go too far into it for spoilers. Um, so I did that, a bit of that. Um, I played some more Warzone for a little bit. I'm really enjoying the plunder mode. Not too fussed on the VR, but the plunder mode is a lot of fun. I'm having a lot of fun yeah, like, kind okay. of dicking around with that. Um, just being good. Just a game or here there. Uh, a little bit of Apex. And then today, um, I was testing out a game for stream. Um, it's called Speaking Simulator. Now, this is one that uh, Static spoke about um, on the podcast a while back when he went to Paxos. It was... A, um, and he was saying it was a really interesting concept where you've got to kind of manage this robot who like the base premise is you're a robot and you have to 
go out into society and convince people you're a real person by having these conversations with them at which you're controlling the mouth and the tongue and the facial movements and all that kind of stuff through various commands and you have to yeah have to do it correctly in order to convince them that you're human so you can destroy or learn about them and destroy your humans and that's the whole thing <laughs> but so think of it like quop so if anyone knows what quop is it's like the way you've got to um is the quop the one where you've got to run or is that no, i have no idea yeah very um there's story makes a very manual samuel like so but the only thing you're controlling is the face. So you control the mouth movements with your mouse and you kind of move around. And then the tongue, you have to control with WASD. And it has certain points in the tongue that will light up that you have to hit to make the right sounds as well as combining the movements of the mouth. It's just a bizarre. It, it, it is sounds, really it, it bizarre. It sounds super interesting though. And but it's it like, is it's really just, it, it, it owns that as well. And it's just really fucking funny. Like the first, I've only done the first level because I didn't want to get too far into it because I know it's only a short game where you go out on a date with um with a Karen, a literal Karen, has the bob haircut, is in, is in PR, is like an actual, and you go on this date and you have to like have this conversation with her and like start hitting on her and stuff or you're like talking, but the more you fuck up, the more you're, because you're a robot, the more your face falls apart. So you've got teeth falling out, smoke <laughs> and sparks coming out your nose. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm keen to get more into it Um, maybe tomorrow or the night after, but um, I like it, man. I like it. It's good. Cool. That does um, sound up. That is, sounds pretty cool. Yeah, and I also have Bleeding Edge downloading as well. That was out today. Oh, yeah, that's out today, isn't it? It is out today. Um, it just announced that um, in a new patch, they'll be doing cross-play and, uh, cross and cross-save for Xbox and PC, which PC. is really, really cool as oh, well. Yeah, cool. Um, real nice little late addition to the game, but it's good. Um, yep, so you're playing it on PC? Yeah, I'll be playing it on PC. I'll probably do a little bit of both. Like, I might flick between PC and Xbox depending on where I am in the house. If I'm down here, I'll be playing. If not, if I'm in the lounge room, I might knock back a few casual games here or there. But um, I played the beta uh, a couple of times and it was quite good. I liked it. The yeah, I never got it. I, I never got. I never got a chance to play the beta. I wasn't here, so definitely mind. How big is it? Uh not huge. Um, oh, I think. I mean, price wise, I think the game itself is only about thirty bucks. Um, if you don't have Game Pass, so it's not like a half price oh, yeah. game. Um, so it's yep. a very, it's a smaller kind of thing, but it's it's good. Um, I know you've had a very interesting week, so kind of yeah. Tell me about it. What have you been playing this week, man? Well, uh, I finished the Ori, um, and I got my review out on that, and that was done and dusted, um, which is good overall. Just a, just a really well done game. Yeah, agree. Pure, simple, amazing art, amazing platforming. Get it. Go play it. What else did I get into? Man, I'm having a memory blank. Um, I did the Resident Evil demo. I ran through that. Um, it's exactly like two. Feels the same. Looks the same. Keen. Hopefully that's out. Hopefully I get that this week sometime. Then today we got into Half-Life Alex, which has just been, um, is, is revolutionary too strong of a word to use here? I, I feel mean, like it is, but it's not. It so it's it's. What's, me, what's below revolutionary? How can this, you like go just below where, that? This is where games are, are going, man. Like, wow, what an experience! Like, so my my main main experience with VRs has been predominantly with the PlayStation VR a while back. Um, ended up getting rid of it just because just. It's extremely hard to use um, unless you can dedicate the time to use it. Um, some of the games on there, like the, the PlayStation, just just lacks the raw power to, you know, to really push that device. Yeah. So you're getting, you know, some substandard experiences. I would say they're more experiences. There are good games on there now, granted. Um, so when I heard about this, I was like, okay, I got got the vibe there. Might as well dust it off and let's have a look at it. Putting it on today, so I've played probably just a few hours of it, I would say. So obviously I'm not going to spoil anything. The um, the moment you put it on is 
completely different to any other VR game I've ever seen or ever played. Any other VR game you get, you put the headset on, you can tell you're in a VR game. Like it's just got that that feel of a VR game in it. You can see the limitations of the hardware. You can kind of see the you can see behind the curtain too easily. This, I don't know what Valve have done. I don't know why Valve are just they're Bit wizards. Valve magic. They have tricked me into thinking this is. They, they haven't tricked. They've done it. This is a full fledged fucking game that feels like a full-fledged game this is not an experience it's not it's it's meaty there's so much in it and it is so meticulous and so well crafted the details in it are just incredible like you start the game um at the like in the apartment in the district there with the citadel and everything off in the distance and man just putting it on and looking around it's like Mm -hmm incredibly well rendered i don't know how their engine does it but it's just it's insane the physics the physics base of picking things up and using everything is just incredible now granted that's probably been done uh, more recently on some other games other vr games because i have not played you know a crap load of them especially oculus ones and you know stuff like that but being able to you know pick up a watering can that's sitting on a bench and then you're like, you go over and you grab another can of like Coke. And you can put the can of Coke in the watering can and then shake the watering can and you can hear it rattle around. And then you can throw the watering can, depending on how far you actually want to throw it, is the distance it'll go. It's not like, you know, just a little flick and it'll fly across so the So it's room. not like a generic motion to, no, to, to move something. It, it, it yeah. bases off Ooh. actual physics. Yeah, and it's like, I picked up a, a like a roll of duct tape or something, and there's a pigeon sitting on the ledge, and like two meters away from me. And I was like, "Can I really?" And I was like, "Fuck it, threw it, scared the pigeon off." It's like it sounds simple, but it's when you're in it, it's really hard to describe. But when you're in there, you feel like you're in there. Um, the movement system is really good. It's the um, I forget the technical name of it. I think I just call it Blink, really, because it's just point the teleporty point and click kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So they um they've done really well because obviously motion sickness plays like is a major factor in these games or any VR game. It can really make and break a game. Like if this released and people were just getting sick constantly, left, right, center, it'll tank. Like it won't sell. Thankfully. They've nailed it. It feels so good. I don't get sick at all. I played, like I said, for a few hours and it went by insanely fast. Like you pull nice. the goggles off and you're just like, That's good. What the hell just happened? Like, where did that time go? You are so insanely immersed in it. It's, it's tiring. Matrix. It's all over now. Pretty much. Yeah. It is tiring, though. Like, so, when, like, as as much as I'm gonna like, I I know I'm gonna enjoy this game. There there would never be you know, VR is never gonna replace couch game. Yeah, you know, it's never gonna replace sitting at sitting at your TV and just you know with a controller in your hand and watching something and playing it. But man, Valve have worked out a way to somehow create this this killer app. This is what VR needed. Valve have done it. Uh, this is it. This is the shine. This is the peak example that now every VR game needs to hit to tell a story, to play, to look, to feel as good as this does. And if they can do that, man, and if other companies can do that with games, it it should really take off because it is that fun to play. And it's scary as shit too. Yeah, well, I, I believe- think I read something. Oh, that was intentionally supposed to be oh. scarier, but they turned it down because it was too much. Man. Like you can't, you can't have it anymore. There is some freaky ass moments in this game, dude. Seriously, like you just—it's the lighting effects they use and the texture and the particle effects and everything. I don't know. It's just got that that valve feel to it. I don't know how they do it or what the hell it is, it, but it just—I know it how they feels. do it. They take thirteen years to do it. Valve. Oh well, hey, <laughs> if it takes thirteen years to get this, then take thirteen years again. 
because this is just I'm only a few hours in. I know um, that it's at least fifteen to twenty hours campaign. Yeah, I, yeah. Sign me up, man! I cannot wait. The gun is freaky dicky awesome. It is so cool to shoot in this game, like unreal. To yeah, you know you you stack ammo behind you, so you put it in your backpack. So you reach behind you with your left hand. Yeah, pull the pull the cartridge out, and it's in your hand. Yeah, you can see it. You can turn around. You can look at it. You hold your other gun up, your gun hand up. You eject the the magazine out with a button, so it mm-hmm. slides out. You slam the other one in. Then you got to you got to cock one in the chamber, and then you're good to go. And there's this cool. Uh, you think that that is in any other game, you wouldn't even talk about that. Would yeah, you? no, not it'd really. be it'd be oh, what you're reloading a gun. Here, they do it with such cool effect. So the I'm not, I won't spoil it, but you know the the creature like the the head bugs, the head crabs, yeah, yeah, the head crabs. There you go. Right. So the, the last part that I just got up to, you jump down into this ba- abandoned train, right? As like dim lit, dim lights. Sorry, it's spooky as hell. There's tension, the sound, everything, and there's weird sounds everywhere. And anyway, you get rushed by these two things. One busts through the window, and the other one is coming at you. You've got to obviously shoot them, put them down. But with that reloading animation, like that becomes a thing. And I was here. I shot this guy, unloaded a clip into him, and then turned around to get the one in front of me. But obviously, I ran out of rounds. So I had to reach behind me. And I am actually legitimately, while this is happening, freaking out in my mind. Like, got the goggles on. I'm like, shit, shit. Like, because I am here, I am thinking it'll just automatically reload. Like that's here I am like in the heat of the moment trying to get my ass through this section. And here I am trying to, you know, I get the disc in and old mate is like right here in my face, like a meter away, ready to just gouge at me. And I finally land it, put one in the chamber and shoot him. And it is just, I was like, I got to pause this. I got to turn this off for a minute. (laughs) Give me fucking take, take five. It was so cool. It was just so well done. And if that's if that's what the experiences are going to be throughout this game, wow! I can imagine it would be. I mean, if you're only a few a few hours in, they'd be ramping you up to kind of getting used to those kinds of experiences. Like, I'm not sure. I, mean, I haven't watched any gameplay because, I mean, as much as I, I want to avoid spoilers, because eventually I want to play it, but at the same time, I still need to get a VR kit, and that could be years down the track. Yeah. I want to watch it, but I don't. I'm, I'm just like currently warring with myself of what the fuck I do because I really want to play it, but I really want to watch it to see what happens. But I'm imagining there would be some like, I mean, there'd be some fucking like a fucking cool boss fight at some point. I can't. I that just I am totally fucks with you. Legitimately excited to go through this. Like yeah, you know, it's it's such a new fresh experience and a new take. On a, on a game because it's done so well. I can't emphasize it enough of how good this feels. And the other major, major component to it is the gravity gloves, which are an awesome, they, they serve a few different things. Yeah. So it's like a, it ties into the, the law of the world with the, the gravity gun that you get in the second one, because this is the, it's a prequel. So it's, it's prequel, set between yeah. one and it's set between one and two. So I imagine the gravity gun hasn't been, invented yet but the gravity gloves have so they're a lot weaker um but all, what it does is not only does it tie into the law really well but it also solves a problem for the vr unit itself and that's you know the act of trying to go down and find ammo or if you're in a fight and you run out of ammo you know you don't have to run over to get it because that can be a bit jarring um when you're like when you're in there yeah so the gravity gloves work you just point anywhere you look you can reach out with your hand point hold the button and then pull it towards you like like a jedi just yank it to you and it just launches oh. at you and you catch it you know what you've we got need. to catch it you know what we need now we need what? a good with all this tech out now we need a good jedi vr game <laughs> dude if they could do dude get yeah. get respawn and valve to work together 
And Valve have worked out the secret sauce, man. They they know what to do. Mm. They've they've cracked it. I need Valve to make a Star Wars game now. Just about like just being. Like, I know there's a few like Jedi games out there like for VR, but they're again, they're kind of experienced, not games. I'd love to see a full fledged game with like proper fighting and like you can still like whip out a blaster if you want. So you go like kind of story-wise like the rebel story where you've got like some guy that uses essentially he flicks between having a saber and having a um having a, a gun thing. as well <laughs> yeah do the sh- uh, and then using the force on top of that for cool shit like pulling things towards yeah. you and yeah i, I could totally they, see they, that happening now they they easily could like i'm telling you it works so damn well in this game like it feels so good to do it like I'd spent so long just getting boxes and stacking boxes on top of each other and then like <laughs> pushing them like just to see what you could actually do with the game. And I stacked them all up on the edge of a um, balcony yeah. and then pushed the bottom one out like a stupid game of Jenga that I wanted to purposely lose just to see what would happen. Like would the others, you know, freeze in place? Like would they not recognize that the bottom box has been gone and they just yeah. hover there? You know, something silly like silly like that. No. It it knew what happened and they all fell the right way, the right amount of force. I love it. Yeah, I picked up a you pick up a can uh, a blah, absolute brain snap there. Um, a can of paint that's half full. It's like you shake it and you can hear it, and then you're like, I wonder if it, is this going to work. Throw it at the door, splat! Like it smashes and paint goes everywhere. Just simple things like that, and then you can put your hand in it. You can grab a pen. Go grab a text art and you can go up on the wall and you can write on the wall. Actually, I did see a clip of someone drawing dicks on a window today. I was like, fucking game of the year right there. Here we go. Nearly, it, yep. <laughs> it's yep. like... <laughs> that's a, it's just... It's it's really well done, man. I don't know why it's taken Valve to get it. I, don't, I thought someone else might have done it, been able to do it first, but... Yeah, I'm. I'm so invested. I mean, when Valve so does in. Valve, Valve does Valve good. So they do, and they've mm. like they have literally came out come out today with this game and shown everyone else that they are still one of the best developers in the world when they decide to make full games. Yeah. Speaking of games, should we um get into what's free this week? I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> That segue though. Take it um, away, segue take man. It away. So on PlayStation this week, PlayStation Plus, we still have Sonic Forces and the Shadow of the Colossus there. I believe this is one of the last weeks you can grab those. So if you're interested, or you need to get your Sonic fix, go for it. Um, over on PSN deals this week, we have Assassin's Creed Odyssey for thirty-six dollars, and The Witcher Three for thirteen thirty-five. Absolute bargain, and both those games will keep you absolutely occupied while you're in isolation i i kind of went through a theme and went through uh, what, what's going to keep people busy this week while they're stuck at home yeah. um <laughs> over on over on xbox uh we have games of gold still batman the enemy within telltale series shantae the half genie hero and sonic generations deals with gold this week we have greedfall for 40 dollars and devil may cry for 30 devil may cry 5 for 35 dollars both absolutely spectacular games you should get your hands on over on the switch this week you're gonna need some exercise in so we have a just dance 2020 <laughs> is down to 40 dollars so you can get in there and bust a move and get some fitness going and over on the epic store this week we have the stanley parable and watchdogs is that the original watchdogs is that on there that's the, the og watchdogs is on there the first one um, I played it. It was it, it was okay. Like um, I know Watch Dogs two, two made a lot of improvements, and Watch Dogs while well, the first one got kind of a warm reception, but it's okay. And the Stanley Parable, have you seen that game? No. Uh, so basically, the Stanley Parable is you just keep going through doors, and each door you go through leads to a different decision that you have to make, and you keep making decisions. And you keep going through different doors. And you have to try and beat the game. Sounds like life. Yeah, it is. And so you start off in an office, and it just gets really weird. I've I've I've, I've never played it myself, but I've seen it. I've seen it on streams and stuff. 
and definitely worth getting for freebie especially so interestingly oh, weird. Uh, yeah. look at that yeah um it's definitely good uh on to news and updates this week playstation has finally made its move Sony has finally revealed the specifications and hardware details for the PlayStation 5, its next-generation home console, that's planned for release this holiday season. Uh, the PS5 will feature... Here we go, here's, here's the specs, this is what we want. will feature an 8-core AMD Zen 2 CPU clocked at 3.5 GHz with a variable frequency, a custom GPU based on AMD's RDNA 2 architecture hardware that promises 10.28 teraflops, and 36 compute units clocked at 2.23 gigahertz, also a variable frequency. It'll also have 16 gigabyte of GDR, GDDR6 RAM and a custom 825 gigabyte SSD that Sony has previously promised will offer super fast loading times in the gameplays. Uh, one of the biggest technical updates for the PS4 was already announced, which is the SSD, um, which is apparently going to dramatically increase uh, the load times. Also mentioned that uh, the PlayStation Five will support nearly all the top PlayStation Four games at launch via backwards compatibility. Whiff. Whoa. Let's. So right. the basic Let's... rundown of this is: it is very similar, very similar to the Series X. Yep. They're like this one's a little bit weaker. It's slightly weaker. The SSD, like the hard drive, is a little bit smaller. I think that 825, it's a, a one terabyte, but the system is taking up that 170-something gig on the end of it, so that's why they've told the 825, because it would have to be a terabyte. You, yeah, I don't know. You'd think I, so. I know, I, know, I know Xbox are doing weird things with the architecture to keep sure, like to make sure the operating system is separate to the SSD, where I think PlayStation has just put it on the SSD by the OS. Uh, okay. You, you, yeah. would, you would have thought they would have maybe just keep price down, obviously, but to try and get that one terabyte, it just looks a lot better when you market it to go sell it. 825 gig, you're like... Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's I feel like they could have... I mean, they could have set a terabyte too. But then they would have been called out when people have gone to load the game. So, oh, no, this is 825, and they would have had a shit show That's on their hands. So, I think they're, I mean, sure, they've probably, they've probably made it. They're going to, I think the PlayStation will be cheaper at launch um, as far as purchase is concerned, because I think they've, again, with the 825 gigs, like using some of that and the way they've built the, the console itself. Um, but yeah, I mean, PlayStation proved this 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 time around that it's not so much about the um the console itself either and how much power you can put out it's what you're doing with it and the games you're producing that sell the console um yeah i think their whole marketing thing needs a whole fucking refresh like that did did you watch this announcement i did not live but i watched a replay of it and it's like that it was clearly very clearly meant for gdc um it was it was very technical not, based and dry. It was not public. There public was, friend. There was there was no moisture to that at all. It was dry no, as shit. I think there was like a was. few jokes in there, but I was so busy trying not to fall asleep from the sheer boredom of listening to that guy's voice drone on. Oh, Mark Cerny, uh, he was really man. quiet. He was he was really quiet, and he spoke like got this, this angelic voice. <laughs> He'd be great in a choir. Um, yeah, I think they could have just done that so much better than what they did yeah should again, have, it probably was that should have been scrapped they shouldn't have had that at yeah. all they should have led with especially since xbox came out what two days beforehand or whatever three days beforehand and showed all their specs then sony come out three days later do the same but their system is weaker nearly across the board it's like why would you come out and reveal your console is weaker like against your competition yeah, Why I mean, come out and show specs anyway. Like they would have gone. Yeah, but you do that specs? afterwards. Specs? Do that afterwards. Like, dude, no it's one still cares. after the fact though. So it's they it's should have come out point. with like a game yeah. gameplay trailer. You know, whatever they can get get together, and yeah. that's how you announce it. Show the console off. Show the games that are coming to it. Put up the 
whatever it's rdna2 it's ray tracing it's you know just all the buzzwords that everyone wants to see and then you have mark sony come in and do his super deep dive for the developers and for everyone else who wants to yeah. see all the tech side of it i mean it would for be me it was to like throw a trailer together just to like running down the spec even if the trailer was just running down the specs with some gameplay in the background you know yeah you wouldn't and then so have mark sony go deeper into how that system works that's what we did he was he was sitting there talking about how the system worked and how it was constructed and how they're working the architecture which is really interesting but it's just so weird for. like uh, that, that's not how you, you don't show the console off like that for the first time or talk about it openly yeah, they could have they could have handled that so much, but especially after they've cancelled E3, they've cancelled GDC, they've cancelled everything. They're not going to all these events, mm. and, and then there was no expectation for them to show up. Everyone was just asking when they were going to show up. No one knew when they were going to do it, so it was not like they were rushed. You know, it's not like Xbox. You could go and start your pre-orders and you know all the rest of it. Is why rush? As we should have taken their time and had their announcement come out really good and then do this deep dive stuff afterwards. In saying that, I thought that the deep dive thing was, was okay. It was like still a boring kind of thing to watch. But the biggest takeaway I had of it is that the system is obviously a little bit weaker. It's probably going to sell for a lot cheaper, yeah, I would say. I reckon it'll be 150 bucks, che- 200 bucks I reckon cheaper. 200 bucks reckon 200? difference. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, around two hundred bucks difference, and the whole when they first spoke, I think it was like in that wide article about the SSD and you know that it was going to be power more powerful than what any PC currently has. It was all like, okay, all right, maybe let's see what you can do. And then they went into it, and I walked away with the same reaction as I think most people was like, okay, so it's going to load games incredibly fast turns out that yeah it'll do that but that's like that's half of what it's supposed to do the other half is seeing all these developers now from the first party studios third party ones guys from respawn guys from ea developers all coming out and these are guys that like don't have hundreds of thousands of followers you know they're just they're just grunts that are working in in these companies they're coming out on Twitter and just going like, you guys don't know the like what this thing is actually capable of. This SSD, what they're doing here, giving it that much speed is game changing. Yeah. Like, Xbox has the same thing. Like it can it's doing the same thing, but PlayStation has twice that speed. Not a little bit, it's twice as fast. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how developers work the new consoles and what how they take advantage of that because i mean sure they can say this is game changing and we can do this stuff but it's how the developers are going to take that use that opportunity to make things better you know okay go watch digital foundry's review of doom eternal they just released it yesterday or whatever they do a deeper dive into the id tech engine and how it works you know and why the game runs and looks so good, even on base consoles. And if you if you did watch Mark Cerny's brief, he goes in about um, the geometry of the engines that these SSDs, what it's going to be able to do, and like dumping six gig of data in two seconds or something like it's ridiculously fast. And he goes on about the triangles and all these bits and pieces. Doesn't really make a great deal of sense to me. Um, but then you go and watch Digital Foundry's review, and in that they go to the developers about the EdTech engine, and then they strip it all back. They get rid of all the rendering, and they show all the triangles and everything off. Yeah. And they're like, wait till you see what this is like. It kind of makes sense when you see it, that that's what that raw power can actually do without an increase of you know CPU or GPU. So... I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what they're going to do. Both these consoles are going to look near the same. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest, the bit like again, the biggest point is going to be the price point and the games that come with it. Um, because that's what it should be. Um, because they're always going to be similar. One might out edge the other here. Um, you know, the Xbox has raw power. The PlayStation has more speed. It's, it, it depends. All right. So. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to um, 
see what happens and how developers are actually taking advantage of the architecture of both consoles. Well, yeah, it comes down. It goes. It'll come down to the games and again the first party teams and what they can do. They can do with it, really. Yeah, yeah. See, um, interesting ways. Speaking of PlayStation still and what they're doing with it, um, <laughs> I mean, take that as you will, I guess. Um, <laughs> so uh, our next, our next kind of little mini story here, which is kind of related to this. Um, is PlayStation has patented uh, direct gameplay booting. So this is kind of similar to the fast boot that Xbox has going on, but a little bit different. Um, so, so Sony is looking into ways to further increase the boot time to play games as the latest PlayStation patent reveals custom game templates that will launch games directly into gameplay according to the patent, which was filed over a year and a half ago and only recently went public. Uh, Sony is looking at ways to utilize the functions found in SSDs and other hardware components as it details the ability to boot directly into specific sections of games. Um, so what this means is if you're playing uh, a single-player game, you'll no longer have to wait through all the functions of selecting menus and loading a save. Um, you'll just open straight into that save. Um, whereas with multiplayer, so if, like let's say uh, Call of Duty, um, instead of booting into a game, having to select a specific mode, like say like like Call of Duty, like zombies or multiplayer or whatever, you can theoretically boot directly into one mode and be in matchmaking as soon as you start the game up. So you open the game and you're already in matchmaking. Cool. <laughs> which which, which is neat. I think it's cool. Like this is very similar to what Xbox have going with their kind of instant switch between games whatever they called it again i can't remember um but yeah it'll be it'll be hot good swap. Yeah, the old hot swap um there's not much to it i mean it's it's a cool feature um, it is cool it will be a cool a feature that'll be it it won't be a system selling feature i don't think or anything you really no, might no. right feel about but it's definitely something that's going to save you time Less Which time is in lobbies thing. is better. Like I said, they're focusing well, just on just speed, l- so it's like, bam, straight into matchmaking. Bam, straight just less time. Yeah, less time. Yeah, like people are struggling for time as it is now. Imagine being able to just sit down and go, right, I just really want to play Warzone. Bang, hit the button, it fires up, and you're in there. Exactly. Yeah. That is, like, you know, no logos, no intros, none of that shit. Yeah, you just yeah. go straight in. That, that's that nice, is a nice yeah, it is a cool feature. Although, if you want to change modes, it's going to be a pain in the ass. Why is that? Well, if you're loading instantly into a into a particular mode, right? Oh, I get you. Go to like, a different mode. I just like, want well, to play the fucking campaign. <laughs> I just want to play the campaign. Said every yeah. Call of Duty player ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All three percent of people that fucking play the campaign. Exactly. Um. So our our next our next story is um. About a little, a little bit about GameStop. They've um they've been causing some trouble, and they've they've, they've over this whole COVID nineteen situation, and they've, they've finally finally submitted. Um, so as of I think it was today, GameStop will close all its storefront. Oh, anyway, here we go. I should read first. Helps. Um, GameStop will close all its storefronts starting Sunday, following outcry from employees and calls from lawmakers to stay home as the COVID nineteen spreads throughout the United States. Last week, GameStop had resisted calls to close all of its stores, saying it was an essential business because it offers mice and keyboards that could help people work from home. That's that's, that's their excuse. Um, GameStop told CNN Business in a statement, we are one of many providers of these products that are remaining open at this time, but didn't co- comment on why it must remain open if the other stores are also providing these items. Uh, stores have remained open in several other states. Uh, they have ordered that uh, uh, that had ordered non-essential retail to close, including New York and New Jersey. Starting Friday, the video game retailer began to close stores in California and Pennsylvania. California has been under statewide lockdown home order since Thursday evening. So there's there's a whole there's a whole heap to this. This has been going on all week, but basically what happened is. People were like GameStop. There was, there was a lot of employees coming out saying they're not looking after us. We don't have 
sanitizer. There's no rules in place to protect us from catching COVID. And so this went on and they were crying. And then once the lockdown started happening, uh, GameStop was actually giving employees a letter for when police came into the store to tell them to close the fuck down. That says, here, we are an essential business. Call our so he- call our head office and discuss it with them. You cannot close this store. So they were putting the safety of their employees and everybody else at risk for well over a week, and God knows how many people they helped infect. And God, go on. what a what a week for Reggie to start. Come on, <laughs> no, he has a fucking mission Dude, ahead of him. Better, <laughs> poor fucker. Yeah, but it's just so it's. Yeah, and it, they they are on life support, that company. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we all know why they're doing this because we all know GameStop is going under. And they went, oh, Animal Crossing and Doom are here and our sales are up for the first time in fucking years because nowhere else is open and we have good video games coming out. Let's fucking bank on it as long as we can. This is a very... Mm. I want to say this is a very EA move. Is GameStop EA very, now? Very EA move. But yes, they're well, finally, they've been closed now, so... They're finally tough. closed. I think there's there's still a few stores that are doing, like... They still sell, but they have to, like, pick up from the street. So basically what happens is, for what we've heard, you, go, you call the GameStop and you say, right, I'm on my way down to pick up this game or I want to buy this game. They get it ready for you. You come down. You walk up to a window... You put the cash in the window, you take a step back, and they slide it under the door. <laughs> <laughs> and then you pick up the game once they have backed away. They have to go back behind a mark until the game comes out, and they say, all right, you can take the game now. That sounds so sketchy. <laughs> it it's like, um, excuse me, sir, I asked for Doom Eternal, not a, not a pound of crack. You can have this back, please. <laughs> Imagine if they gave someone the wrong game. It's like, wow. Yeah. Um, this is... This is, this is, this is this is Doom, not Animal Crossing. I I wanted the Switch game. God, man! Oh, hey, is... you got a credit for being, you know, for having a go. You I got guess. A, you got any of those Steam cards? Need need a voucher? Gotta get my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I just still don't understand. Like, why why wouldn't you just buy digital? Like, just for exactly. the, even like, if you're a crazy wants... crazy physically physical collector, I, I get that. Whatever. But just for this time being, why not go digital. digital? Why would you go down to the shop? Or... I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe... No, yeah, there's no right answer. There's nothing. There's no, you there's can't no, come there's no rebuttal to this. Just go don't fucking even digital. I mean, there's the, the supporting your local, um, which is the thing that's been going on here a lot. Now, a lot of locals kind of out crying for support in the, in their region, but it's GameStop. They're not exactly a local. They're you know. A fucking large company trying to siphon money with by endangering their employees. So it didn't happen here, that. though, did it? EB Games didn't do the same. Um, I don't know. I haven't been to an EB Games yet. There's one like the local shopping center that's still open, but I don't know if they're actually open still or not. Um, yeah, okay. Surely, I don't think they would have. But Surely. they are GameStop. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? They are the one and the same, essentially. Yes. On to our final story. All about Half-Life 3 and and what happened. So, 13 <laughs> years... 13 years after the release of the heart-wrenching finale that is still unresolved and the once feverish Half-Life 3 confirmed memes have mostly lost steam, but now, after more than a decade, we're getting a new Half-Life game, as well as some answers. So, Dario Casali, uh, a Valve veteran who has been working in the studio since 1996, spoke to IGN about Half-Life 2, its development, and its influence on Valve's new, uh, new VR prequel. During the chat, they also discussed why Valve decided to make episodes instead of full sequels, so this is Half-Life Part 1 Half-Life Part 2 that we got. Um, and why the now infamous episode 3 and sequel in general never arrived. His answer? It was partly due to Valve's worry about Scope Creek in what were supposed to be smaller expansions, partly due to the studio's desire to begin development on the Source 2 engine, 
and partly lack of create partly the lack of creative creative spark and unsatisfactory internal experiments worthy of carrying the Half-Life name. He said, after working on Half-Life 2 for six years, we decided we didn't want to go dark for so long. That's why we started doing the episodes where we thought, well, we have stable technology now. We understand the characters. We understand the story. We have most of the mechanics. Let's just bite off little chunks and release them more often. We think players were going to. We thought players were going to prefer waiting six years and going through, however many delays we went through. But regardless of how it ended, a plan was set to develop and release each episode in a year, designing them as shorter additions to the story to keep players satisfied more frequently. That plan didn't work out entirely well as Verve hoped. Uh, at one, so one was, <laughs> was was successfully developed in about a year. Kasali says that scope creep became a problem. We found ourselves creeping ever forward towards, well, let's just keep building more and more and more and more stuff in the game because we want to make it as good as we can, he explained. And then we realized these episodes are turning more into sequels. (laughs) Finally. There's the answer. Holy Christ. Why didn't they just come out and say this all those years ago? Because they were still working on it. It's just bizarre. I mean, well, it, it, it's good. I mean, I'm glad they recognized that. It's like, all right, this is getting out of hand, and this isn't going to happen. But you know, some some communication would have been great instead of just everyone going Half Life Three confirmed every 45 seconds and then saying nothing. Yes. But I mean, we got Alex, and Alex, from what you're saying and what I've seen, pretty hey, fucking um, solid game and well worth the wait. Yeah, I'm super stoked with it. So it's it's it has paid off. Eventually, I'd say. After how long? 13, 13, 13 years. 13 years. 13 yeah. years. I actually had to watch a recap of Half-Life 1 and 2 story just because I was so... It's like It'd been so long? Yeah, I was like, what happened? Like, I know we went to an alien planet and you killed the big thing and it's like... There's portal guns and... Yeah, and then I get science. put in stasis and then there's that G-Man who keeps popping in and out. And I, apparently, it is some some... Not all of them are answered in Half-Life, Alex. Oh, right. So all that's kind of what, what happened before is answered. Some of it, I think. Like maybe yeah. who what the, the G-Man is. Because no one knows who the hell he is and how he just magically shows up to say it or to pause everything effectively and whatnot. Yeah. Good old Valve. Well done. Welcome, Valve, yeah. I mean, hopefully we're not waiting another another 10 years for another one but i think they're going to see the success of half-life alex and they'll get to work on it it. i mean it'll probably still be four or five years before we hear anything but surely not 13 again hopefully not 13 (laughs) i can go five years five years is fine i'll be way too old for fucking vr by then i'll be (laughs) arthritic and in a wheelchair and just like i remember when alex came out it was a (laughs) Yeah. Groundbreaking game. You youngins <laughs> wouldn't understand. You don't even know about Half Life One um, and Two. At least if it's a uh, horror one, you're gonna have like a nappy on. You're gonna be good in that area. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Just ready to roll. <laughs> just like, yeah. Just get a catheter in. Let's go. You're sick, man. So, uh, <laughs> Not sick. I'm determined. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, determined. All right. I'm gonna shit in my pants and play my VR game. Go away. I need escapism from my age. It's gonna be brilliant. <sighs> so, shorter episode today. That's all we have. Um, we were trying to kind of find stories that wasn't everything shutting down. Um, because it's been a pretty wild week out there. Just quietly. Just quietly. Oh. Just quietly. <laughs> but, um, Gray, would you um like to tell the people no, you're, that are listening? You're doing it. Oh, I'm doing it, am I? Yeah. It's your job. I did, it last, week. I, I did it last so, week. So? I did... So, take it um, away. Next week. Host with the most. Host with the most. We have Skoptic joining us as a guest. Um, He's an Aussie streamer. He does uh, YouTube as well. And he's an absolute downright legend. Cool dude. Hell yeah. It's and we're really excited to have him on. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
mean, we're always ready excited for, to have guests on, but it's going to be good for the questions. We need a um, we need to come up with a we need to alter our name. questions. Oh, we do. We need to come up with a name. I was thinking something like fast thumbs. Maybe I don't know. That's that's fast been floating thumbs. in my head. That's fast thumbs. Uh, it's it's been floating in my head this week. We'll we'll sit on that one for now. Tricky. We might try that. I like it. Um, I like it. I like it. Yep. You like it? I like it. That's good. Let's let's. Uh, you know what? Right now, you're gonna hear me typing loud. Where are we? I'm gonna lock it in. Did you delete <laughs> the questions? Yes, I deleted the questions. <gasps> Why did you do that? That was such a good pace. Now I can't look at it. Okay, sorted. Done. I don't know what I did then. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening and or watching on your various platforms of choice. If you would like to get in contact with the podcast, you can find us on Twitter at left underscore pod. Uh, you can also find us at YouTube at links below in various descriptions because we still don't have a custom URL because we are terrible at YouTube. Um, we will also be streaming every Tuesday night on here on mixer.com forward slash deft underscore puppies from nine-ish AEST. Right. Every night until isolation is over. Every night. We have nothing better to do with our time. <laughs> Full-time streamer. Gray, where can they find you on the internet, my friend? You can find me over on YouTube at Gray Aussie Gamer and over on Twitter at Gray Aussie Gamer as well. And Instagram too, if I really, really pulled my finger out. Desperate. But I don't, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Real desperate. Real desperate. That's it. That's all I've got. I'm Deft Puppies. You can find me on Twitter, Mixer, and Instagram at Deft underscore Puppies with a Z. Thank you for listening. Have an excellent week. Stay safe. Wash your and hands. Wash your fucking hands. Twice. Thrice, even. <laughs> Bye. There he is. <laughs>